Hi, I'm Patrick Schwenk, and I am so thankful that you are listening in with me today at Root Like Faith. It is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Well, I just love this time of the year. We're just a few weeks away from Christmas, that time of the year when we celebrate the birth of Jesus, the coming of God among us. Well, today I'm kicking off a Christmas mini-series talking about the God of new beginnings. So grab a Bible, a notebook, maybe a fresh cup of coffee or a glass of eggnog, and let's get started. Before we dive in, I want to just take a minute and celebrate all that God has been doing uh, over the, the last year through episode, or I'm sorry, through season one, you know, our plan is to um, go through the end of December. We're going to take a short break in January and then kick off season two on that first Tuesday in February. So I think it's February 2nd. So mark your calendars. You can also mark your calendar. My birthday is February 27th. <laughs> so while you're in February, just go ahead and make a note. It's my birthday, February 27th. I'll be 46 this year. Um, anyways, February 2nd is when we're going to kick off. Uh, season two. And so um, as we look back over season one, Ruth and I are just so encouraged, so grateful for all that God has been doing. And, you know, when we launched Root Like Faith back in March, April, we had no idea whether one person would listen or five or a hundred or, you know, 10,000. We just had no clue, uh, you know, who would listen in. And so it's just been really, really encouraging just to see what God has done through this podcast. We have people listening in 67 countries. Uh, which is just so humbling and mind-boggling all at the same time. And so um, just think about that for a moment. 67 countries. So if you're listening today, then you are a part of a global community. You're part of a global family of people that love Jesus and want to know Him and root your life in Him and be changed or transformed by Him. And so we just are so humbled by that. There are folks listening from Australia, Canada, Indonesia, Romania, South Africa, the UK, Germany, Finland, um, Norway, Italy, Spain, Brazil, Honduras, Japan. I mean, I could go on and on, but over 67 countries, there are folks listening in to Root Like Faith. And so again, we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us on this journey. Uh, Season one has been great. Hopefully it's been an encouragement to you. And we're just really, really excited about season two. We already have some great Uh, things planned, some great topics planned for season two. We have some interviews that are already in the works. And so we are um, confident that season two is just going to be another great season that will encourage you and strengthen you and and root you in your, your faith. And so we just wanted to take a minute and celebrate all that God has been doing in season one and also just remind you that we're coming to an end of season one. We'll go through December, take a short break in January, and then fire up again and launch season two on February 2nd, 2021. And so um, thank you again for joining us. Um, you know, I love this time of the year. As I said, this is um, that time of the year when we're beginning to, to think about Christmas and prepare for Christmas. And I just love this time of the year. I haven't always loved this time of the year. And so I just feel like that the older I get, the more I appreciate Christmas and the more I appreciate the cold weather and the snow, all of those things. But I just love it. You know, last year, last year we were out in California. Uh, I was graduating from Biola University. And so we went out uh, kind of the middle of December. And that was just such an amazing time for us to celebrate that accomplishment. Um, and then, you know, we just stayed out there for, for an extra week and, and celebrated just really what we have been through as a family over the last couple of years. And so it's just a really special time for us 
to get away. My sister is Sarah and Sandy. They flew out and were there for my uh, for my graduation, which just meant the world to me. And it was just amazing. Um, but I got to be honest with you, being in a warm environment with palm trees and the ocean was just so different. I mean, we have grown up here in the Midwest. I grew up in Indiana. Ruth, you know, of course, grew up here in Michigan, and we live in the Ann Arbor area. And so for those of you that are listening from outside of the U.S., I mean, we live in a part of the of the country where it's cold and snowy this time of the year. And it was so strange to be in a part of the country where it was really warm and sunny and the ocean was there and there were palm trees and lights on the palm tree. You know, it was just a very, very different experience. And we love that. But I think we've all said we just are really, really looking forward to being at home this year and being in um, an environment where it's cold and snowy. That just feels like Christmas to us. And so even now, as I'm recording this podcast, I'm looking out the window and it's snowing. It's, it feels magical. I sort of feel like I'm in a Hallmark movie right now. And so um, we're just really, really looking forward to this time of the year. I don't know what kind of family traditions you have. Uh, or uh, traditions that, that you have, you know, maybe experienced growing up as a kid. But um, one of the things that we love to do this time of the year, we always go the day after Thanksgiving, we always go and pick out a Christmas tree. So we did that this year. There's a, uh, a Christmas tree farm just on the north side of Ann Arbor. And we went over and we picked out our Christmas tree. We did it in under 10 minutes. So, I mean, talk about in and out. I mean, that, that was a schwank record. I mean, we have never done that. And so, um, I don't know what it was. It was like the heavens opened and, you know, angelic choirs. I, well, I don't know what, but it was, it was just a rare, a rare experience for us. And so that was just a lot of fun. So every year, the day after Thanksgiving, we go and pick out a Christmas tree. And then we usually go get Five Guys Burgers and Fries. And so if you're not familiar with what Five Guys is, it's a, it's a you know, a, kind of a fast food restaurant. And or not kind of, it is a fast food restaurant. Uh, cheeseburgers, French fries, nothing healthy on the menu. And so don't tell my doctor. But um, we went and did that, got burgers and fries. And then we always watch Elf on that night. And so we, um, that, that's sort of become a, a family tradition of ours. I know that's not very spiritual, but that's just one of the things that we love to do this time of the year. And so I don't know what that looks like for you or your family. I have just so many great memories growing up as a kid, things that, that my parents did. And so this is just a really, really fun time of the year. And we're just really looking forward to being uh, here in the Ann Arbor area with hopefully lots of snow on Christmas. And so anyways, I want to just really briefly today um, encourage you with a passage of scripture. And again, with this theme that we really do serve the God of new beginnings. And so if you have a Bible, I want to encourage you just to go ahead and open that up to John chapter one. We're just going to look at a couple verses. I'm obviously flying solo today and which is always a little scary. I know you can't see her uh, typically, but Ruth is the master just giving me that look. Like if, if she senses I'm getting off track or, you know, I'm not following the notes or I'm talking too much, you know, whatever it is, um, she always gives me that look or taps me on the leg or, or the arm. And so I don't have that today. There's, there's no guardrails uh, for me today, which is always a little, a little scary. But anyways, I want to talk about that theme today of new beginnings. We're just asking God uh, to give us, um, you know, just a, I think maybe fresh eyes as we come back to some familiar passages um, you know, around the Christmas season, it's kind of easy, I think, to to approach this time of the year, and you go, "Oh yeah, I've, I've read that story before. I've heard that passage preached on before." And so, I don't know about you, but just really asking God to kind of renew um, my faith, strengthen my faith, give me fresh eyes to just look at some of these familiar passages um, this year. And John one is, I think, just another example of that. Maybe a very familiar passage to you. And so if you have a Bible, turn to John chapter one. This is one of the most important 
passages of scripture for understanding who Jesus is. You know, oftentimes you'll run into somebody who will say, you know, Jesus was a good guy. Um, he was a good moral teacher. Maybe he's a, you know, a, a Jewish rabbi that would travel from synagogue to synagogue and teach the scriptures like other Jewish rabbis. But I don't believe he was God. Um, I don't really believe that he was God in the flesh or God come to us. And so John 1 is a is a really, really important passage of scripture for teaching and understanding that Jesus really was God among us and he really is God. And so I want to read that and then kind of come back to that, that theme that he's the God of new beginnings. And so John chapter one, um, we read this. This is how John begins that passage. He says, in the beginning was the word. And when he uses that phrase, the word, he's talking about Jesus. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So there, John is very clearly teaching that Jesus has always existed. He was there at the very beginning of the creation of all things. Jesus was there with God the Father, God the Spirit, um, and all things were being created through Jesus, but that Jesus, the Word, was with God and He and He was God. And so this is one of the clearest teachings about who Jesus is. He goes on, He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Um, without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. I mean, again, very clearly, John is saying that Jesus has always existed. Jesus is not just a good moral teacher. He's not just a philosopher. He's not just a Jewish rabbi, but Jesus is God. And God created, God the Father created all things through him. And right now, Jesus is is sustaining all things. He's holding all things together. I mean, he's sustaining our very existence. And he loves us. He is for us. And every breath that we take is because out of his love for us, he, he is sustaining us and guiding us and watching over us and protecting us. And so in a world that maybe feels like it's sort of on fire, uh, it's spinning out of control, um, Jesus has it um, under control and he is sustaining all things. He's sustaining our very existence. And Jesus has always existed. He is the word that, that was with God and he is the word that, that was God. And it was through him that all things were made. And John goes on in verse 14, and he says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. This is what theologians call the incarnation. And I know that might sound like a fancy word, but all it means is the enfleshment. Uh, In other words, Jesus, who has always existed as God, takes on flesh. He he came and he moved into our neighborhood. He came and he dwelled among us. Um, He came uh, in human likeness. I mean, he took on a human nature. He took on flesh, the scriptures are saying. Uh, He dwelled among us or tabernacled among us. And we have seen his glory, John says, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. You know, there was an early follower of Jesus by the name of Athanasius. So I I just love that name. You know, I've never heard uh, anybody name their child Athanasius. And so I just, you know, if you're pregnant, you're thinking about a a child's name, maybe consider Athanasius, a very important figure in church history. Um, But Athanasius is famous for saying that he became what he was not. He continued to be what he was. And what Athanasius was saying, I think Athanasius was the bishop of Alexandria, Egypt. And there was a debate early on in church history about the nature the identity of Jesus. And Athanasius was adamant that Jesus was God. He always had been God, and he is God, and he always will be God. And he was saying that he became what he was not. In other words, Jesus became, he took on flesh, but he didn't stop being God. 
And so throughout church history, that that's been the teaching of the church. And that's what John is teaching here in John chapter one. But I love the way John begins. And this is what I want to really encourage us on this idea that the God is the God of new beginnings. You know, if that phrase in the beginning sounds familiar to you, that's how the entire Bible begins. So think back to Genesis chapter one. I mean, John is echoing how the very beginning of the Bible begins. And so John says, in the beginning was the word. And he's really echoing how the entire Bible starts, right? Genesis chapter one, verse one says, in the beginning, God, Uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so one of the things that we can just take away uh, from this passage is that God really is the God of new beginnings. And John is telling us that, that in Christ, in Jesus, there is a new beginning happening. There's a new creation happening for those that put their faith and their trust in Jesus. He is making us new, that we are a new humanity, a new creation in Christ, and that He comes to set us free from sin. He comes to forgive us and comes to offer us real life, an abundant life. And and so there is this new beginning happening in and through Jesus. And so as we think about Christmas, as we begin to prepare our hearts and our minds for the Christmas season, I want to just encourage us today on that theme that you and I serve the God of new beginnings. He is a God who who wants to come and, and to forgive us and to set us free, to give us new life, to give us the hope of everlasting life. And I don't know about you, but oftentimes in the Christian life, um, it, it's easy to to get discouraged. It's easy to get down on yourself. You fall, you fail, um, you do something that, that you, you, know, you shouldn't do. And we all need that reminder that, that in Christ, there is always a new beginning. Uh, there is a new start. There is a fresh start for those who turn from their sin and turn to Jesus as their Savior. You know, about a year ago, I, I read a book um, by an Italian priest and he lived, I think, uh, sometime in the 1800s, maybe born at the end of the, uh, born at the end of the 1700s and lived for first part of the 1800s, if I remember right. And uh, his name was Bruno Lanteri. And Bruno Lanteri was, maybe if you come from a Catholic tradition or from um, that, that tradition, that name will, will sound familiar to you. But Bruno Lanteri was, was a, an Italian priest, and he oftentimes wrote um, letters of spiritual encouragement. Uh, you know, we might say today that he was like a, a mentor or a discipler. And so there are like thousands of letters that remain from Bruno Lanteri. He would write to different people on a regular basis and uh, as a spiritual director to encourage them. And there's a phrase that, that he would oftentimes use that I think is so, um, is such an encouragement. And it really relates to what we're talking about today, the God of new beginnings. But he would oftentimes just very simply say, begin again. Uh, even if you fail a thousand times, he would say, then begin again a thousand times. Get up again a thousand times. And I just love that reminder that so often in the spiritual life, it's not just the sin we commit, but it's the discouragement that comes with that. And I think one of the, the great obstacles in the Christian life can be uh, discouragement. And so I want to just sort of challenge us on that today. I know I don't have Ruth here to tell me, hey, let's let's make this really practical. She's so good at that. And so this is where um, we're going to make it really practical. But where do you need to begin again? Where do you need that reminder today to begin again? I love what the scriptures say uh, in in the Old Testament book of Proverbs. Um, The the writer says this, Proverbs 24, uh, chapter 24, verse 16. It says, for though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. Again, that's that idea of just beginning again. Where do you need to begin again? Where do you need that reminder that the God that we serve, the God that came and dwelt among us in the person of Jesus, is a God of new beginnings.
Um, maybe for you that that looks like in your marriage that just over the last year, uh, the last two years, the, the small things that you used to do in your marriage, you've stopped doing. Uh, you stop holding hands when you go for a walk. Uh, you, you stop praying together when you get up in the morning. You stop reading the scriptures together. You stop, you know, making dating a priority. I know that's been incredibly challenging during during COVID. Um, but where as a, as a couple, maybe do you need to begin again? Where you've lost sight of Jesus, maybe being at the center of your marriage, or maybe as a parent, you know, your kids were young and. You just were really good about about teaching them, and you were doing family devotions. But maybe just over the last, you know, uh, several months or the last years, last several years, you just kind of gotten out of the the rhythm of doing that, and it's just the discouragement of being, you know, in COVID and all that's going on. It's just sort of easy to to kind of you know eat dinner and and turn on the TV, and so maybe some of those normal rhythms that you used to as a family, you've you've kind of just stopped doing. And God is saying, no, you, you begin again. That there's a new beginning that's possible. And so maybe in your own family, you just need to to begin again, doing some of those things that maybe you did before. Maybe you've never done that and God is inviting you. It's not too late uh, to start, uh, to start fresh, no matter how old your kids are. Just think about maybe in your own personal life as a follower of Jesus, that you've kind of gotten out of the habit of just getting alone with God, spending time with him. Um, and, and God is again, inviting you to begin again, to start fresh. You know, I have the personality where if I mess up at something, like I'm just done entirely. <laughs> so I'm kind of an all or nothing kind of guy. So if I'm going to start running, I've got to run every single day. Um, or if I'm going to start lifting weights, which I, I don't do anymore. But back in the day, if I was going to lift weights, it was like, I wasn't just going to lift like every three weeks. I was going to be all in. And so I kind of have that personality. And so that, that can be a really good thing. It can be a really bad thing. But oftentimes in, in the Christian life, like if we if we fail at something, we just sort of throw in the towel. And God, again, is saying, begin again. Just if you fall and then, then rise again, the scriptures say. Um, you know, maybe it's a sin that you've struggled with, something you keep falling back into. And, and God's just reminding you there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You really are a new creation. And God is making you new. He's restoring you. He's recreating you. And so don't give up. Don't fall prey to to discouragement the way that the enemy wants to discourage you. And so begin again, wherever you're at, no matter how many times you've failed or fallen short, um, there's always an opportunity. There's always an invitation to begin again. So I just want to encourage you with that today. Again, as we ask God to prepare our hearts and our minds for this Christmas season, we really do serve a God who is the God of new beginnings. And he is a God who came among us in the person of Jesus. And he came and he He dwelled among us so that he might show us the way. He comes as light in the darkness and he comes to banish the darkness. And even though we are living in a time where it feels like things are getting darker and there's just lots of confusion, Jesus is the light of the world. And he's the one who, who tells us that if you follow me, you will never walk in darkness. It might feel like it, it might seem like it at some times, but if you're following him, if you're trusting him, if you're walking in obedience to him, then you're never truly walking in darkness. And he is the God who is a God of new beginnings. And so I hope that today's episode has been an encouragement to you. And I hope that you're, you're already beginning to experience just the goodness and the joy of this season as we prepare to celebrate the birth of Christ in just a few weeks. And so as always, you can go to our show notes on rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. And you can also follow us on Instagram. If you're not doing that already, you can go um, to our Instagram. You can see our new tree uh, for this year. You can, you can see our kids decorating it, but you can follow us on Instagram. We'd love to connect with you in that way as well. You can go to Patrick W. Schwank uh, or Ruth Schwank, or you can follow us and uh, connect with us on Facebook 
as well. And if I don't say it enough already, we're just so thrilled that you are joining us and we just welcome you as again, we, we, um, if you're listening in today, you're part of a global family. And so if I don't say it enough already, we're just so thankful that you are joining us here at Root Like Faith. And so be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts so that you don't miss an episode.